This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Hormel Foods' brand new Our Food Journey podcast. Yeah, you know Hormel. They've got iconic brands like Applegate and Justin's Nut Butters and Hormel. Maybe you've heard of it. Skippy Peanut Butter? Oh! oh. I believe that was our favorite peanut butter on the uh, peanut butter episode. Well, now they also have a podcast. Is it a peanut butter podcast? <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm talking about Hormel. Oh. This is called Our Food Journey podcast, and it goes deeper to talk about the challenges facing our interconnected food system. Today And it's got key players like chefs, farmers, entrepreneurs, and health experts. You can join in on these conversations by visiting hormelfoods.com slash podcast. I'm Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Molly. Molly is hydrated and ready <sighs> to go. Drinking some ice cold water. And this is the show where we cook something delicious Wait, this is spilled oh, milk. Uh, this is spilled milk. The yeah, show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. We also drink water while we record the show. Yes, and also we eat risotto, and now we're very full of it, and it's nappy time. Mm-hmm. But we're here, but because <laughs> Do we... Do you know that, Matthew, you just said it's diaper time <laughs> in the UK. That's right. For our UK listeners, it's diaper time. Or for any of our other listeners who, who use British English terms. Yep. So uh, this episode is about risotto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, but wait, first, hey, we need to give a shout out to listener Jeff. Do we ever? We do. So on our leaks episode, when we were talking about, I think we were talking about whales or something, W-A-L-E-S. Yes. Uh, we were talking about like the importance of, of leaks in terms of like sim- symbols. Yes, we were. I think I'm we probably started talking this. about uh, Harvard's professor of symbology, Robert Langdon, who solved the uh, the Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. and many other yep. important <laughs> mysteries. Anyway, listener Jeff sent us a one pound coin. I mean, listener Jeff spared no expense. Yeah, he sent us a one pound coin. I, it's worth like a dollar thirty five. It has it, it has a leak on it. Yes, we'll post a photo of this. Oh, it's so you can great. see like the little roots on the leak. This is oh, like real gosh. deal money. I love this I, I i can't wait matthew let's book flights to the uk so we can spend this yeah i mean we gotta you know it's it's beautiful it's a collector's item but you know we you gotta you gotta economize that's true it's it's burning a hole in my my uh 
crisper drawer. Yes. Yeah, that's where I've been keeping them. That's why it's cold. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, Matthew, was today's episode, Risotto, was it suggested by someone? Thanks for setting me up for that, Molly. Mm -hmm. It was suggested by listener Rucci. Excellent. Uh, was, Was there any specific mission given to us? Oh, we accept missions from listeners now? Well, I'm thinking of, uh, so, uh, Matthew. <laughs> I as, feel like there's you're, you're like proposing a bit here and I don't know where it's going. Well, no, I'm just thinking of like, you remember in The NeverEnding Story when Atreyu, like the child warrior. God, I need to rewatch that movie because you mentioned he, it every he's week. He's given a mission to like find a cure for the princess. Sure. Um, the chi- she's got excuse a, me, the childlike empress. The childlike empress. She's got a case of the darkness. She's got a case of the darkness. <laughs> the, they were such good strong hands <laughs> but the darkness it's been it, noted many times probably that uh, that it would be cool if there was a remake of that movie where the darkness no. was played by the british heavy metal band the darkness no <laughs> anyway it hasn't been noted anyway, i'm just I'm thinking the first did did listener rucci give us any sort of mission with this episode or just like talk about risotto well she suggested that we ride a luck dragon and i didn't understand that at the time oh, but well, now i do you should have asked me yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of people, last time we talked about the never-ending story, wrote in to tell us what what uh, he yells when you can't hear it. Oh, oh, the, the, the name of the childlike empress. Right. Don't Do, remember. Wait, you don't remember what they said? Nope. Oh, so they're all going to write in again. <laughs> oh, good. Please, listeners, write in again and tell us what Bastion yells as the new name for the childlike empress. Really? They have to do this all over <laughs> yes. again? I think people are going to be hurt by this, that, that oh, like we weren't paying attention. Okay, well, then should we just do a search of our, our Gmail inbox? Yeah, let's just let's go into our archives and see okay. what we find. Okay, all right. We'll splice it in. <clears throat> so um, how about a trip down memory lane? Molly, yeah. did you eat risotto? as a youth. So I remember when risotto started showing up on restaurant menus. I think this was in the era, like not long after the arrival of pasta in like <laughs> in, in the 80s. You, know, oh, you when, mean when Marco like, Polo brought it back from China. No. When, when pasta became like Northern Italian cooking became yes. a thing. Okay. The 80s and late yes. 80s, early 90s kind of. Yes. Yeah. And I, I remember um I think one of the first risottos I ever heard about was, I feel pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. I think my mother found a recipe in a magazine somewhere. It was probably gourmet or bon appetit at that point for a butternut squash risotto with sage. Oh, that sounds classic. The most classic. Classic. And I remember her making this and I remember her serving this for dinner one night and and thinking this was like both it like managed to be extremely sophisticated for my, you know, in in my perspective at the time and also so delicious and lovable. Like yeah. what is not to love about risotto? Oh yeah, I mean it's like it's sort of like baby food that grown-ups can get away with eating too. Right? It, it totally is. It's like it's like perfectly cooked rice suspended in this sauce. Yes, preserved in amber, an amber sauce. Yes, and 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 later, many millennia from now, um, some scientists are going to extract the DNA from the rice <laughs> in the amber and make a theme park oh, ri- about this rice. Oh, what would the risotto theme park be called? I mean, it could be just like ris- risotto world, but like... No, it's something Well, park. here's what it would be called. 
Um, because uh, one of my risotto memories, not my earliest, like I, you know, it was a thing that I remember like going to the specialty store to get Arborio rice and making mm-hmm. homemade chicken broth. Like, I remember the- my dad buying Arborio rice. And then once, then he started always keeping it around the house and he would use it to make <laughs> rice pudding. He just put it around the house in an unexpected place. <laughs> yeah. Open yeah, the like, closet. oh, dad, Ooh, you Arborio. left the Arborio in the bathroom again. <laughs> no, um, so he started using it for other things too. Like he used it for rice pudding. Like for exfoliating. And I... <laughs> I think that he felt so like ultra sophisticated like when when he used it in his rice pudding. When I was researching this episode, I came across a an episode. I came across a recipe for salted caramel risotto, and at first I was like, "Oh, come on!" But it looks real good. Uh, I don't feel right about that. Well, I don't feel right about it, but I would eat it for sure. <laughs> okay, cool, uh, Matthew. What what about your your memory lane? Okay, so yeah, so I made uh, I started cooking risotto like in the nineties, like kind of in the eagle era when we were both on that food website. Mm-hmm. So wait, um, so you started cooking risotto in your early twenties? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Was this <laughs> um, like w- would you do this on like a romantic like candlelit dinner kind of night with Lori? So you know what? One of the first things uh, that I remember doing with Lori as like a married like oh, person. Oh wait, activity. Matthew, this is a this is a show <laughs> for the whole family. <laughs> okay. First of all, it's not. That's <laughs> just right. And secondly, <laughs> it was uh, it was an Italian cooking class. I think at Seattle Central College. Um, and, uh, I remember we made chicken broth. I don't, I don't remember if there was risotto in the class, but I know we made like a chicken broth from scratch, Uh um, which was really tasty. Um, and yeah, so this was like a, like a thing we did together. We, we would like cook recipes, I guess. Oh gosh. (laughs) Um, I I remember doing that. And then, like, later on, we went to, we moved to New York. I don't know if this place was actually open at the time or if it was, like, on a later trip to New York. But, like, on West 4th Street in the West Village, there was and may still be a place called Risotteria. But isn't isn't that a rice pudding place? No, that's, um, oh, of rice uh, and men. No. Um, no, what is that called? It's, it's got, it's got it's, a punny it's name. It's also in the, in the rice West to Village. Riches. Rice to Riches. Yes. It's, it's also in the West Village, Yeah, right? that's where you go for dessert after the Risotteria. Oh, great. Okay. Um, so I don't, I've never heard of Risotteria. Okay, so first of all, that's going to be the name of our theme park if that place is no longer in business. We're going to take over the name. Okay. Um, it was just a place where you could get like 60 different flavors of risotto. It was good. Huh. Okay. Like wow. it was, it was gimmicky, but it was, yeah, it was like, uh, it was like, it was sort of set up like they, they wanted to become like a risotto chain restaurant, which it did not. Was it aiming to be like the cheesecake factory of risotto? Kind of. Yeah. But it was tasty. Oh, do you remember what you would have there? Did you go often? Um, no, but I re- I would probably have like something with meat and onions cause those are things I like. Okay. Um, and risotto kind of usually has onions. We'll get into this. Oh, well, will you go ahead and get into it? Because can I tell you something? Oh, no. Oh, I think I know I've, what you're going to say. I've never actually made risotto. <gasps> I mean, I know how it's made. I know how it's made. I know, like, the broad strokes of it. But would you Would you just, uh, Matthew. Yeah, let, let's get into me, the fine me, brush strokes. Uh, g- yeah. Okay, so here is some point, basically point how you make risotto. So first of all, you got to get a, a, Italian rice. Like, okay. you can, there's, like, American-grown Italian-style rice. You can use Japanese-style rice. I think it's really worth seeking out actual imported Italian rice. And and Arborio is sort of the the most commonly That's thought the most of common risotto one. rice, right? So, and I'll 
I'll talk about other rice varieties in a minute. I know everyone is so excited I now. Am ab- <laughs> I am I don't know how I'm going to sit here until then. <laughs> so you melt some butter in a, in a saucepan. Hold on, hold on. Are these technically medium grain rice or, or short so grain? So I believe Arborio is a short grain and Carnaroli is a medium grain. I don't know if but there's we, actually a technical definition. Why did you choose Carnaroli? Okay, so here's what I like. About, let's get into this. Let's just Fine. get into it. I was going to try and build suspense. You were going to try to build suspense like you'd build a risotto? Yeah, well, I was going to try and build suspense like I learned like in the early days of my marriage. <laughs> um, that's what called, building suspense. I like to build I suspense building, in the bedroom. building tension, Matthew. I, I thought, don't like that version of it either. No, what would you call it? Building? Anticipation. Oh, yes, that's better. Basically, that's as long better. as there's some sort of construction involved. I do think anticipation is key. Like, oh, I, yeah, I sure. always thought that it seemed so unsexy to, like, make plans with your partner to, like, have sex later. Oh, but it's but now I'm very like, important now when I'm, you're an adult person. Well, it's very important <laughs> when you're an adult person, for sure. Uh, but it's also kind of more fun. Oh, because absolutely! Then you, get then to you can think look forward about to it, it all day. Yes, and or or you get to just yeah yeah. There, like I mean, they, I'm I'm clearly not the first person to endorse this strategy, but I, I'm just here to say, like, yeah, it, no, there's it leads a big to, difference. It leads to some really fun sexting. Yeah, between between the the feeling of like I don't know if we're going to do it later or not versus yeah. we're going to do it later. Well, and I also find that the the chances of us actually doing it later are much greater oh, if we absolutely. talk about it yeah. beforehand. Because I mean, talking about it is always hot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The sex All right. advice from spilled milk. I, we were, I think we really just blew some minds right there. <laughs> Nobody had ever thought about talking about it. <laughs> support for today's show comes from Third Love. Support, eh? <laughs> yeah, support. Did you know that Third Love bras are really supportive and really comfortable? Yes, they support us and they support you when you're wearing them. You know what I've also noticed? So Third Love, we've talked for a long time about how many different sizes they offer. They're now offering even more. Yeah, Molly noticed this just looking at the ad copy. Because it went up. crazy. They offer cups A through H and bands up to 48. I think that's more than 70 sizes. Yep, they've got the new cotton series that's their most comfortable ever. Every one of their bras has the lightweight memory foam cups, no gapping. Uh, yep. You know, you won't even know you're wearing it. And thanks to the 100% fit guarantee, returns and exchanges are always free and easy. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So to get in on that, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk right now to find your perfect fit and get 15% off. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Grove. Grove is a company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family, and they make sure you never run out of your favorites. So, you know, to use Grove, you like go to their website. They've got all of these wonderful cleaning products and other products for taking care of your home and yeah, your body. Brands and stuff. that you know and like already. Yes. Yeah, so, like, for instance, I went on Grove to make my first order and I needed to get some, like, all purpose cleaning spray. And in the past, I've used Mrs. Myers brand for this. However, I only knew of like a few Mrs. Myers scents, the ones they usually carry in the grocery store. Well, yeah. Grove had like twice that many scents available because they had 
all the different fragrances that Mrs. Myers offers, not just like a select few. It was so nice. Yeah, I was at your house recently and it smelled terrific. It was the honeysuckle scent. Oh, that I thought that's what yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can sign up for Grove Collaborative at grove.co slash spilled milk and you'll receive a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free if you order $20 or more. That's grove.co slash spilled milk. Back to something real sexy, risotto. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so so Carnaroli I chose because compared to Arborio rice, I think Carnaroli has a wider, a, a longer window of perfect doneness. Mm. And the reason is, I think, because it's a, a bigger grain. So, like, it doesn't, it doesn't absorb. It, it's like a longer and larger grain, so it doesn't absorb as fast. It, it takes longer to cook than Arborio. Okay. But the, the advantage is, like, Arborio, I feel like sometimes you can like miss the window and like and like you know it's not done, it's not done, ah, it's overdone. Oh and mushy. God, right. you have clearly made a lot of risotto. I would have never I thought guess of this. So, so but this is this is impressive. Which is not to pick like you can make excellent uh, risotto with arborio rice, and it's much easier to find than carnaroli and cheaper. So don't let me talk you out of it. Like it'll be fine, even if it's a little overcooked. It's still going to be delicious. Yes. Yeah. Um. And so Violone Nano is the third kind. It's like really small grains. I've never used it. Okay. Okay. So you've got your butter melting in your saucepan, okay. right? Okay. And on another burner, you've got some hot broth. Okay. And hot broth. You're going to saute some onions in the butter. Hey, do you want to warm up some broth later? Yeah, exactly. Like the broth, the broth like heats up slowly over the course oh, of the God. day. <laughs> Until finally Ooh. it boils over. Oh, I can hardly stand the tension. <laughs> the anticipation. Yeah. The, what was the other thing? Oh, the, um, uh, it's not I tension. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excitement? No. It was something that sounded bad. Um, okay. okay, so uh, you, you saute the onions. Uh, then you toss in the rice uncooked rice and you kind of stir it around and get it coated with fat. And and am I correct that you are cooking the onions in butter? Yes. Although, I mean, some recipes do start with olive oil. I, I feel like butter says risotto to me a little okay. more, but okay. olive oil is fine too. Carry on. Uh, then you you get the rice kind of coated with fat and, and heat it up. Then you put in some white wine. Mm. There are red wine risottos, also very tasty. Wait, where's the onion here? Oh, it's still in the pot. You, oh, you okay. added the rice on top of it. Okay, great. Okay. Um, and you stir the wine. You stir the rice with the wine in it until the wine is absorbed. Then you start adding the stock. Like okay. First, you, you add like you know a half cup at a time kind of and, and keep stirring. You don't literally have to stir constantly the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but stirring risotto is kind of fun. And is the idea of stirring so, – so this is a high starch rice, yes. right? That's the thing. That's why you would choose these particular rices. It's They're high starch. It's loaded with amylopectin. I love it when you say amylopectin. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what we call um, foreplay around here. Um, <laughs> We call it amylopectin. <laughs> anyway, uh, and so is the idea that if you if you stir it, it helps to release the, the oh, starches yeah, those, those... And, and to get them like incorporated with the broth. Well, yeah, and because there isn't much broth in there at any one time, you're adding it slowly. the 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 kernels they grind against each other, <laughs> and like their their outer layers just kind of slide off. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I can't decide if that's sexy or if I'm imagining. Well, it like, depends whether the like outer layers those, are closed or skin. One right? of those foot peels. That, oh, God. <laughs> that yeah. Like a like... chemical peel. 
Oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> it basically makes your foot like go like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like you're a, a snake shedding its skin, right? Yeah, okay. Exactly. I think um, it's called baby foot. I've never actually done this. Right? Baby d- foot I've is the French word for foosball. <laughs> <laughs> also a very sexy thing to say. Baby hey baby foot. <laughs> le, le baby foot. Okay, so we haven't even gotten through making the risotto yet, which which is but appropriate because it kind of takes a while. This is how to long make. it takes. Okay, go yeah. on. Um yeah, we're we're going to go through it in real time. So you keep adding broth, okay. you keep stirring and you taste and and uh at first, the rice will be like too hard, then it'll be kind of chalky, mm-hmm. and then it'll be like supple and oh. like yielding. <laughs> And perfect. And at that point, you stop adding broth, and you add uh, a pat of butter and some grated Parmesan cheese, and you beat it, you stir it really hard to incorporate those and kind of fluff it up, and then you serve it. And the creaminess— Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. How do you know when it's done? Are you tasting for doneness You're tasting for doneness. Okay, Okay. and so are you looking for— so? I mean, if you've made it a ton of times, I'm sure you can tell just by looking at it, but I can't. And you're looking for al dente-ness. Yes. Okay. Um, but I mean, if that's not how you prefer your risotto texture, who am I to say? And I mean, you just had the risotto milanese that I made mm-hmm. and it tastes super creamy, right? It tastes so but creamy. It, it has actually very little added fat. Interesting. It's got that whole, that whole pot had like two tablespoons of butter and a little bit of cheese. Interesting. And so do you think that like, so at the end, would we, would we say that you've mounted it with butter? I would say that I've definitely <laughs> mounted it. It's, uh, it's this, called a montecate in, in Italian. This is our sexiest episode. It really is. Uh, yeah, and then butter. like that, it, it just like flows out onto the plate. Oh my god, the texture, it really does. Yeah, like the, the texture that that I want to see in the risotto is like it should like run on the plate. Yeah, and it okay. doesn't stay that way for long. So it's one of these things like a freshly made pasta that you need to like get people in there and and eating it quick. Okay, you need to get people Did in there and eating it quick. Eating it quick. <laughs> Maybe. Was that like with an E-N at the end? Like loosen it, eating it? <laughs> well, it's supposed to be E-A-T-I apostrophe N, but okay, yeah. Okay. All right. So can we talk about different uh, like classic types of risotto? Yes. Because I, uh, so what you made for us today was risotto milanese. Yes. And that What differs, makes it milanese? Yeah, it differs from what I described only in that you add some saffron at the time that you add the wine. I don't think I've ever bought saffron before. Wow, think, how much was this little tin that you bought, by the way? You mean that that the show bought? Yeah, <laughs> bought on the show budget. Uh, Fifteen dollars. Wow, for one gram. Okay, I'll but take some of that. You can take some of that. But you don't have to. This is. It was like ten risottos worth, probably. So yeah. like per serving doesn't come out to that much. No, no, I, I I'm, I'm fine. Oh, and it with, smells with crazy, it. by can the I way. Sm- can I smell? I always find that uh, saffron. Hang on. I mean, it smells like bad. Um, saffron always smells to me. So food that is flavored with saffron always has a little bit of a shrimp flavor to me. It absolutely does. Do you does. get that? Yes. It's like a like a shrimp, sh- almost like shrimp shell. Yes, and it and it gets sort of well, I mean, it doesn't get the color of shrimp, but like it's fun. Like I put it in at first, and I was like, this isn't working. Like it's not turning yellow. Should I add more? But I'm like, no, I'll be patient. And like it got more and more yellow as the as the color exuded from the saffron threads wow. and permeated. The rich 
Would you say that it penetrated? It, I would say that. The risotto. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, so... Um, God, this show is so <laughs> terrible. This show is so dumb. <laughs> no, oh. I think we gave some actual like good advice earlier that too. everybody already knows. So, uh, okay, so you've got risotto milanese. Is there like risotto bolognese? Is there like risotto... Yes. Uh, uh, Siciliano is there so I mean risotto it's 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 a northern thing so it's not that it's not eaten in southern Italy but I don't think there are like classic versions associated with places mm-hmm. in southern Italy mm-hmm. like you can add bolognese sauce to to a risotto and that's delicious mm-hmm. um, that would be really delicious like uh, you know other other types tend to be named by the ingredient like by the ingredient that goes into them like like uh, risotto ai fungi with mushrooms and mushroom risotto is probably like the second best known in Italy after risotto milanese and because it just works really well like the whole all of the sauce gets infused with mushroom flavor penetrated even mm. <laughs> how so you you mentioned here that that bitter greens are particularly oh, good yes. in in risotto uh yeah how does does the the butter and sort of the 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 wonderfully starchy sort of sauce does it somehow cut the bitterness it does yeah interesting um yeah and you can either you can like you can saute it separately and stir it in near the end or you can like saute it along with the onion and have it sort of melt in by the time it's done cooking Mm -hmm. yeah um, am I correct that people really like to do things like blue cheese risotto or like beet risotto or th- I don't yeah. want I don't think um, I want that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean it's it's a canvas, you know. For for and like there are past there are going to be pastas that we like and pastas that That's we don't true. like. That's There's going to be now. I'm just sounding cranky. You know, don't yuck someone's yum. Molly. I you know I've said that to June many times, and I don't know why. I'm, it's hard. I'm, it's a hard lesson to learn. I do it all the time. Yeah. Okay. Great. What about so you said here that you can use red wine instead of yes. white wine? Then do you have kind of an interesting purpley risotto? You do. You can also do a squid ink risotto. Oh my god, I love squid ink yeah, stuff. It would turn I mean, black. I just sound like my enthusiasm <laughs> you, for that sounds like I eat a lot of stuff. You sound with squid like you're, you're wearing a, a Halloween costume that's like very excited person from 1988. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly uh-huh. what I am. Yeah. Um, Happy Halloween, everybody! It's December. No, I remember. So, uh, so when. When pasta became a thing in Oklahoma in the 1980s. Oh, oh, okay. I that's remember, when pasta got to Oklahoma. Yeah, that's when I pasta got to Oklahoma. It, it takes a while for things to reach the inner parts of the country. Okay, I understand. Okay? To permeate, to, to penetrate. penetrate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I remember my parents bought some, like, um, I, I think there was actually, for a time, a store in town that was making fresh pastas. Oh, sure. This w- was not long for this world, sadly. But I remember my parents would occasionally go there and like splurge on some homemade or like uh, fresh pasta. And I remember them buying squid ink pasta and bringing it home. And I think they bought it because of the novelty of it. Sure. Like, being, like that it was black. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can still remember the flavor of it. It was so delicious. Yeah, when's really the last time I had a squid ink dish? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you eat it every day. All the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. You got you got one of those uh, dispensers on the door of your fridge, but it dispenses <laughs> squid ink. There's just a squid on the inside. <laughs> yeah. 
You are so proud of yourself right now. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> um, because risotto is a thing, so, so this whole process takes like 45 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because risotto is a thing that you have to stir a lot and for a while, mm-hmm. there are a lot of like quick and easy risotto recipes. I really like, do it in the oven, do it in the instant pot. pot. I, I have a good feeling about that. Like, when I've had the oven versions, I feel like it's a different dish. It doesn't have the same like creamy fullness. Huh, that's interesting because I, I I have so I think about polenta, which is another thing we talk about having to stir constantly. But I have made an oven polenta that you have recommended to me. Yeah, that comes out really, really beautifully yeah. and kind of indistinguishable from really tedious stovetop polenta. Yeah, okay, and I have really that's interesting. I have not I wonder, experimented much with any method of making risotto other than the classic. Okay. Okay. Um, years ago on Top Chef, there was uh, one of my favorite episodes was a guy went home for making a bad risotto, which happens all the time on Top Chef, and he tried to blame it on the fact that the bottom of his saucepan was uneven. Oh, and everyone boy. was like, what, why would, uh, what, what? But if you're stirring <laughs> enough, it doesn't matter now, does it? No. Um, it was great. It's like, okay, like come up with an excuse. That's fine. But try one, try an excuse that makes sense. Right. Right. Like maybe risotto is not my, maybe I'm not very good at making risotto. That could be your excuse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. Like, you know. (laughs) I know I'm on top chef I'm I'm actually not a good cook. But actually, I just, I wandered onto the wrong set. (laughs) No, but, but I believe that I deserve to be here because of my hat. There's something I need to admit. Oh, no. (laughs) So, uh. When I said that you have a, a saucepan of broth, hot broth going, that's actually not how I did it today at all. Oh. I tossed a knorr bouillon cube in along with the wine at the O-M-G. beginning. And then I just added hot water. Wow. So, a, wow. Uh, but this is really, this is fine with me. So here's the thing. I have made risotto in the past with like canned or boxed low sodium chicken broth. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of the best uses of that product, which is a product that I like very much, the, okay. the canned broth. Like, okay. I don't tend to, out, I never buy canned broth. I buy canned or boxed broth all the time and like usually have do a you, box open in the fridge. Do you prefer that over better than bouillon? It depends. I tend like, to always use better than bouillon. I also always have better than bouillon on hand and that would have worked fine in the risotto too. I, yeah, but like homemade broth is going to be the best yeah. in a risotto. But I did not want to make homemade broth for for this episode today. And I was like, you know what? I bet Italian grandmas use bouillon cubes. And Mm -hmm. when I looked it up, oh, yes, you can find many, many, many people online saying, yeah, my my Italian grandma always just put in a bouillon cube. That's how you make it. And it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no problem there. I, I... I I get, you know, I, I agree that homemade broth is the way to go in most things. Like, so I have this soup that's kind of like my back pocket. Is it Charlie dinner, Brigham soup? Charlie Brigham soup. And recently I was, uh, I've been trying, try, oh, I've been trying. <laughs> recently I've been trying Trident because four out of five <laughs> dentists recommended it to me. No, I've been trying to sort of eat down the freezer. Yes. Uh, as we talked on the, mm-hmm. the meal planning episode, we talked about your meat list. Yes. Well, I, I recently been, made it through a meat list. That's incredible. I was so proud of myself. Um, Not I, as proud as when I made that squid joke, but pretty proud. I have been working my way through the freezer and I found that I had two quarts of homemade chicken stock kind of buried at the back mm-hmm. of my freezer. 
So I used them to make some Charlie Brigham soup recently, and it wasn't my best chicken broth. I actually supplemented it a little bit with better than bouillon. Yeah, but you're a real um, Brighamist. But but anyway, it was my best Charlie Brigham soup in a very long time. So you know, I get it. I, I'm not. I, I I will never disagree with someone who says that homemade broth, if well made, is superior. Yeah, absolutely. But but, uh, but I don't make yeah. it most of the time. Yes. Risotto, don't don't let the lack of homemade broth keep you from making risotto or almost anything. Yeah. Like the only time you really need it, I think, is when when it's going to be like a soup where the the flavor of the broth is the most important thing. That doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. Yeah. Almost I'm, never. Happens, I'm not I'm not much of a soup. That would be like a brodo. It would be like a brodo. Yeah, like a like a tortellini hey, bro. and brodo. brodo. Yeah, 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 brah. Okay, oh. so oh. Uh, I think that might be it. Yeah. Wow. I am sleepy, Matthew. This risotto is it's, just, it's I feel rich. Like I'm, I feel even like I'm, though it, the creaminess is mostly from the starch. I feel like I'm even talking more slowly than I usually do on the show. And do people take siestas in Italy? Oh, definitely not. No, no, no. They just work from dawn to dusk. That's where <laughs> okay. the Puritans are from. The, they are? Okay. <laughs> Matthew, just okay. keep going yes. with me here. And they also <laughs> wore hats and and their risotto pots. They, when they brought their risotto pots over from Italy, the bottoms were warped, but they persevered anyway, and that was the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's December. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Canadian Thanksgiving is in is in October. October yeah. American so Thanksgiving is Italian in November. Thanksgiving. Italian Thanksgiving is in December. Perfect. This episode was brought to you by Third Love. These collections were designed by people who know breasts. And you're going to love the way you feel. <laughs> Do you know breasts, Matthew? I, I mean, I, I was about to say something and then I thought better of it. <laughs> um, anyway, they now offer over 70 sizes and more than a dozen styles. So you're going to find the perfect bra for every moment and every outfit. And you're going to get 15% off your first purchase by going to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk today. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Well, I'll post a link to uh, one of my favorite risotto milanese recipes, but it'll be a thing that once you've made it once, you will not need a recipe the next time because it's real simple. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. What's your favorite type of risotto? Yeah. We didn't we didn't go deeply into like different kinds. You can make seafood risotto also really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a little saffron for a little say, extra shrimpiness. Yeah. Too. yeah. Um, I wonder, like, what if you, what if you made stock from shrimp shells and used that in your risotto? Oh, I think that would be fantastic. Right? Yeah, because like a shrimp stock shell, no, a shrimp shell stock. I knew I was going to say that. One of the, the most wrong. delicious things ever. But it's also it's got such like subtlety to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we should do that. Okay, cool. All right. Well. Uh, ha- um... <laughs> God, I need a nap. Unfortunately, we have to record another episode after this. Because... We work so hard here on Spilled Milk. Um, speaking of which, you if, if you would leave us a review, we always appreciate oh, it. Oh, we would love that. On whatever, whatever podcast platform you use to get our show, please uh, review or recommend us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our producer is Abby Circatella. You can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. I feel like our, our like outro has gotten longer and longer and we need to trim it back. Yeah, okay. So We're going to do a little spring cleaning on the old outro. Uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that... Uh, um, I, I'll, we, I'll be... We're am, amylopectin all the way to the bank. <laughs> I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> <laughs> This was torture. 
<laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. I'll make, some, I'll make some tea. Yeah, we have to come up with this one joke, and okay. then you can have tea. <laughs> okay. Just, I am feeling it, my job. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.